Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team this is another astros podcast hanging out with aj before the second game of this series with oakland great win yesterday man evan gaddis five rbis of the six runs what are you seeing with evan more than anything uh just really uh, a lot of damage in his at bats when he's getting good pitches to hit he's not missing them and and he's taking really aggressive swings as opposed to being you know caught in between or passive or careful or whatever phrase you want to use so i I love the intent. I think the the execution and him putting the ball in play uh, hard has been has been a, a clockwork for him the last couple of weeks. And Gaddis ropes this in the left center field. That's a base hit as Correa will score. The ball's going to skip all the way to the wall. Reddick tearing around third and coming home. Reddick will score. It's a two-run double for Evan Gaddis, and the Astros add to their lead. It's six to two. Anytime we hear of guys that kind of get in a groove like this, we hear about them just simplifying things. We hear Tony Kemp say, I'm just swinging at strikes, or uh, Bregman's talking about the same things. How do you keep it simple for players? Well, I think you have to find the one trigger that that puts everything in place. You know, somebody, it might be their load, it might be uh, their foot position, it might be their balance point, it might, whatever their one key is, as opposed to worrying about five or six checkpoints, find the one thing that unlocks them all and, and, you know, for Gaddy, it's really just getting his hands in the right position. And, and as soon as he enters the hitting zone, um, he wants to feel a, a particular feeling. And when he does, um, he lets it loose. And he can hit any pitch, any velocity, any break, any any location and do damage. Starting to see some improvement with the curveball in particular with Lance McCullers. When he hits all three pitches, he can cruise two runs in seven innings. Even without his best stuff, still doing mm-hmm. a great job. He is, and you know he navigates around a few walks now. And I and what I see him uh, in him is maturing to the point of understanding what he has to do in order to get out when he gets in trouble. Whether it's a walk, whether it's soft hit, base hit yesterday, and they score a run. You know, there's been times in in the past where Lance is a lot of anxiousness or a lot of anxieties come into the inning and now I see him a little bit more under control he'll take a little bit off on the changeup. he'll dial up the fastball a little bit he still has the swing and miss breaking ball and and when you when you have multiple weapons to do it and you have your your mind under control then you can control the game as a manager Max Stassi catching tonight AJ is there a lot that you have to go over with him during the course of the game just reminding him things being a young catcher uh maybe a little bit early this season I think he's really grown to know the pitching staff and I and I I feel like we we, we, do, we do the same with McCann or, or, or we would with Gaddis or anybody else. I mean, I think Stas is prepared before the game. Um, he's obviously operating with some really good starting pitching, and those guys are, um, are easy to work with in the sense that they know what they want and they have an opinion, and we, we go over it before the game. But 
Um, I trust Stas uh, without a shadow of a doubt that he can handle any of our pitchers and any of our game plans. And um, I think he's a big leaguer, and he knows he yeah. knows now how to how to get ready for a game. Garrett Cole's numbers speak for themselves. What's he been like in the clubhouse? Does he feel like he's comfortable? You know, I told him the other day. One of the things that I I love when he pitches. Everybody should. But I one of the things I miss the day that he pitches is the banter and the conversation around the club. I mean, he, he's he's one of the funniest guys uh, on days he doesn't pitch and. Um, he's like the leading cheerleader. He'll have the rants. He'll rag the other team. He'll you'll hear these one-liners that that make everybody loose and comfortable and laugh. So I uh, I miss the days when he's not. Now, now when he pitches, it's all all business and uh, not just a lot. No 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 banter. More there's some conversation about what he's going to do. Uh, but he's a he's a really interesting guy. He's fun. It looks like he's fun fun to fun to be around. He, he loves being on this team. He feeds well off that that little Keuchel. Uh, Verlander, Cole, trifecta in, in games that they're not pitching, uh, pretty entertaining. So do you get a chance to hear those guys? Because we see the cut shots on our TV monitors. Of the, Those guys are together a lot in, yeah. the, in the dugout. Yeah, they travel in a pack. I mean, it's like they're, you know, they do a lot of different things. But I, I can hear them more on the road because the, the, the configurations of the dugout. It's a little bit bigger at, at home, and they're, they're down a ways from me. But um, I'll wander down there a little bit. Yeah, I'll wander down there a little bit and, and, and get a feel for what they're what they're talking about. And I, I think one thing and Garrett said this uh, a couple of weeks ago. He he really loves the fact how approachable everybody is during the game. Strami, me, um, yeah, uh, Joe Espada, uh, Gary Pettis. We talk baseball in there all the time. That's yeah. why you see a lot of conversation. Player, coach, coach, player, 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 whatever. All right, AJ. Second game of this three-game series with Oakland. Good luck tonight. Thank you, Sparky. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. One of the most dominating performances we've ever seen for a Houston Astro. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. Garrett Cole with a masterpiece. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Brian McTaggart, Astros beat writer for MLB.com. And you've been covering the Astros since 2004. And and a little different uh, on the beat this year, I'd have to imagine. Not so much in terms of what you have to do, but in terms of this Astros team. It's the first time the Astros have ever been defending champions. So does that change things or coverage at all for you or, or how you approach things? Well, it's been strange because the offseason was wild, as you know, with all the celebration stuff. And uh, the uh, spring training came very quickly. But the season has been, as far as news goes, pretty slow. I mean, yeah. there's been very few injuries, uh, very few uh, storylines that you check in with every day. You know, they've used five starting pitchers. It's been pretty status quo day in and day out. So it's been a little unusual. It's just like a well-oiled machine right now when you come to the ballpark every day. Sometimes you wish you had more storylines, but uh, I guess no news is good news sometimes. Yeah, you kind of answered my next question. Is it almost... I mean, a lot of times, beat writers thrive when there's just a lot going on, whether it's dysfunction, whether it's injuries. But uh, are, is it is it okay being things being the way they are? Or do you, do you kind of wish it, it was uh, spiced up a little more? No, it's okay because it'll come. I mean, things yeah. things will come in bunches. There'll be someday I'll come to the ballpark and there'll be you know three transactions or we, we there was a point last year it seemed like there was a transaction a day with some guys going on the DL. So. It, it happens, you know. I will say in 2013 that you know there, there was news left and right. I mean, you had roster moves constantly. There were injuries, uh, but uh, you know when you're covering a winning team, you have to dig a little deeper for the stories that might not always be in front of your face. So now the draft has passed, and so usually with the, all the picks getting signed, now you start to think about trade deadline season, the non-waiver trade deadline. Of course, July 31st. How much do you talk with other beat writers about? 
possibilities, what guys are talking about, just just different options in terms of, of trades and, and who might be going where? Well, we have a great network, and I think this is what makes us unique at MLB.com. We have 30 beat writers, and we stay in constant communication. So we have an email chain where we can email all of us, and at trade deadline we email each other here's what my team I cover needs, here's who could be available, and then you look through the emails, try to find a match. You know, it might not lead to something, but it's great that, you know, we're, we're always in communication with each other, sharing information about um, what happened. It's great when a trade is made. When the uh, Verlander trade is made, I'm immediately calling Jason Beck in Detroit and, and get the skinny on Verlander and giving him the skinny on the guys going to Detroit. And I think that sets us up uh, pretty unique in what we do. But it's a fun time. The rumors, you know, you can chase your tail a little bit, but, yeah. uh, you know, the rumors for, you know, Verlander and the rumors for Garrett Cole in the offseason stirred for a little while. And then when that trade comes down, it's a rush of adrenaline to try to get that story. And when it comes to the, the trade deadline, and you mentioned exchanging information with other writers, have there ever been times when a name has surprised you and you go check with your sources or check with people with the Astros and you find out, hey, actually, this is somebody maybe I overlooked, but uh, th- this is a real possibility? Not really. I can't remember, you know, many times. I mean, when the, a lot of t- by the time the name comes up, like mm-hmm. in true trade discussions, you know, yeah. if one of the national guys reports it, you know it's far down the road. You know they're not wrong. I mean, there was the case this offseason of uh, John Morosi, who works, you know, for us, reporting mm-hmm. the Astros were close to Garrett Cole. Um, it seemed to die for a couple of days. Well, it turns out they, they did trade for him. So uh, it, it, where there's smoke, there's fire as far as when, when guys report that, you know, their trades are coming, they uh, oftentimes happen. How much has have has access changed in terms of just in the time you've been covering Major League Baseball? I know talk to guys who were covering baseball before you. You know, you'd hear about writers drinking with players all the time. Back in the day, they would take the train together. Obviously, that that that's not a reality in your time or in this time. Uh, but but how has the access changed in terms of uh, covering players and getting a hold of players? Yeah, it's it's changed even in the 15 years I was on the beat. Believe it or not, my first year on the beat, uh, the clubhouse didn't close till I think 45 minutes before first pitch. So you could be in the clubhouse at 6:20, and wow. I was always kind of uncomfortable. I'm like, this is a little too close to game time. So after yeah. BP, reporters would go back into the clubhouse, and now you're in there at 6:15 and 6:20. So I get that now after BP they close it, but for the most part the access is still great and this is what I love about covering baseball is you have more access than any other sport especially on the road when the, the clubhouse is open for so long um, there's not as many reporters covering because the TV stations don't travel so for me it's great every day you have access to these players you can really get to know them um, the access is still good not as good as it used to be but still very good Brian McTaggart Astros beat writer for MLB.com you can read him at MLB.com and uh, of course at Astros.com thanks so much for joining us alright thanks Robert the Houston Astros radio network and Alex Lines is in the left center field that's a base hit Fisher around third and coming home the throw to the plate not in time Astros win Astros win Robert Ford he's a baseball player Alex Bregman Steve Sparks that's how you play baseball the Houston Astros radio network okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 